Welcome to the RVTravel.com podcast. Scott Linden here, your guide on this so approximately hour-long journey down the road. Hopefully that's where you're listening to us. You're going somewhere fun with someone you like. Hopefully you like our guests this week on the podcast. Uh, the RV Odd Couple joins us. We'll find out why they are odd and why the heck they bought an RV park. Maybe we'll get some insights on how to be a better customer, among other things. Uh, should be fun. They'll also, well, they they promised they would. I'll hold them to this the best I can. Talk about some of the most embarrassing things they've done so that you won't. And then we'll conclude this week with Governor Jared Polis of Colorado. They're pretty gung-ho about inviting RV travelers to visit their beautiful state. So we'll talk to him about why and what they've done. See if they're really walking their talk in that regard. And of course, all sorts of news and information that you can use to enjoy your own RV life a little bit more. It's all coming up on the RVTravel.com website. Oh, well, I survived a pretty bad earthquake in Los Angeles as a kid. Guess I didn't learn my lesson. I was down there again on a visit during the Rodney King riots. Drove right past the start. I've been shot out, but uh, the worst thing that's happened to me in recent days has been um, the forest fire. Smoke three miles from the place and coming our way. I'll tell you, that's when you start reordering your priorities. If you've ever seen a wildfire in action, you know how fast it can move. So we were doing the same. Knockwood got everything ready, including the ultimate bug out bag, our travel trailer. We'd planned on that anyway earlier in the fire season, had a few scares, but uh, this time it was very, very real. Thank you to all the pilots who dumped retardant on that thing and all the folks who were hacking away at it with their with their uh, hand tools. Uh, they had everybody out there were right on the edge of the, um, what they call the um, urban interface. So uh, it's a priority and knock wood, uh, they did their job. No smoke anymore. And I am grateful to everybody who had some something to do with that. I'm hoping you'll never have to go through something like that. Believe me, I've been around, I've reported on it. It's not pretty. Well, um, here's some news for you, just in case, you know, the proverbial cocktail party conversation or around the water cooler, if there is such a thing at work anymore. Camping World, you know them, just invested in Happier Camper Incorporated. They build the modular interiors for campers in Type B motorhomes. So they're into that now. They're diversifying one more time and uh, hopefully, say the sellers at Happier Camper, they will um, be able to service all their units at the 180 Camping World locations. In other acquisitions, RV Masterclass, maybe you've taken some of their courses online, acquired by our friends at RV Life Network. Maybe you've watched some of their stuff or read some of their stuff. 
lots of changes in this world. There's a lot of money flying around thanks to the growth in participation. So it's, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how all of that plays out. Forest River is now dipping their toe into the Type C motorhome market with their Entrada that will be under their East to West division. Five floor plans on the Ford E350 and E450 chassis should be an interesting move for them. They're sending out a few prototypes here and there. Maybe you've seen one, a couple at a couple dealers. Uh, more to come on that as they get ready to go to market in a big way. And speaking of going, up north, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau said that Canada might just allow you into their country as long as you're fully vaccinated as of mid-August. So right about now, you might want to start checking for non-essential travel. Uh, I guess I guess they probably let a few people in, although they keep me out all the time. Uh, they should be ready to welcome all countries by early September. So if you're headed north, double check, make sure that that all does take place like the prime minister says it's supposed to take place. The RVTravel.com podcast is brought to you in part by Clear2O.com, RV and marine inline water filters, and their dirt guard it's the kind of the first line of defense in your water system. Put that right up against the spigot. It filters out the big chunks up to 20 microns, I guess down to 20 microns. It's washable and reusable. And then you put their regular bright green clear to O inline water filter right in, I'll call it downstream from the dirt guard. And you have clean nice tasting non-smelly water learn more about all of their products at clear2o.com always have some sort of a deal going on uh, free shipping in the lower 48 for any purchase of a hundred dollars or more check all the five-star reviews it's all right there at clear2o.com Yeah, I've been looking forward to talking with them for quite a while, have uh, tracked their adventures for years, and then finally, uh, you know, I used to work, be in the mergers and acquisitions business, among other things, so uh, anybody who goes out and does something wacky like buy a campground is okay in my book. The RV Odd Couple joins us. John and Mercedes, welcome to the RVTravel.com podcast. Happy to be here today, Thank you Scott. So much for having us. You, um, you, you. I, I mean, it, what a roller coaster, whirlwind, <laughs> uh, hurricane, earthquake, all put together. <laughs> I mean, let's just get that off our collective chest. Tell me, uh, how, how's the? Uh, tell me, number one. Tell me about the campground and and where you are and that sort of thing. Let's start with the easy stuff. Sure. Well, this was not our plan. Our plan was to spend the, the, the summer in, in Colorado with our families. Both our families live in Colorado. We left Florida about a month ago, and uh, about two months ago, and started heading up towards Colorado. And on the way, we started looking at land mm -hmm. um, and we, you know, with the purpose of maybe start, uh, buying land for ourselves or possibly starting a campground. 
And as we traveled across, we looked at everything available and we started to see how difficult, how difficult it was to take raw land, go through the procedures and processes and zoning and building department and everything else to actually create a campground. It can take sometimes years. Well, and the thing for us as full-time RVers after, you know, COVID last year, it became very apparent to us that we really need some sort of a home base yeah. that we can always call a home that we can't guarantee that we'll always have a spot at an RV park necessarily. What with the, with the demand for RVs and, and everything. And so we wanted RV friendly land. Yeah. It was a scary wake up call during COVID because, because we have 150,000 subscribers, we're tied into the RV odd squad, our family on the road, our followers. And we receive hundreds of emails every day about what's going on all over the country. And so we kind of got a good idea of, you know, the, the, pulse. the pulse of the whole country. And we, we saw very close friends, people we love, not having a place, getting thrown out of campgrounds when they shut them down. Whether again it was and a, again and again. Again and again and again and having no place to no stay. Place. So we were looking for a place to call homes. So we needed a place to go just in case things hit the fan. Um, you know, things have been very um, scary um, the last couple of years. And um, so we, we, Mercedes and I pray every day for guidance and direction. And we, we've, we've kind of fallen in love with our followers. And we not only wanted to find a place for us to bug out to, but a place for them to bug out to. Well, and so what happened was John kind of went down this wormhole, you know, the rabbit hole of like looking for a land, you know, He'd stay up really late at night looking on the internet, looking at different land and like Googling maps and, and looking at Zillow. And he found this property that was just right. It was like Goldilocks, you know, just right. It was priced right. It had a previous campground. It hadn't been open recently. So it, it wasn't like the expense of buying an existing campground, which right now those are like in the millions, you know, sure, but, yeah. but it was a good, it was a good spot of land and it was in a good area and so we put in an offer frankly we had no business like putting in an offer it was a wing and a prayer and i i'm secretly thinking admittedly when my husband's like okay we we need to buy this campground we need to do this we need to do this i'm like okay yeah put in an offer and i'm like it'll be fine because it won't get accepted you know <laughs> it'll be fine just let him run with it until it got accepted and yeah. <laughs> as soon as we got the call that it was accepted we both panicked yeah then um, it's like oh no we're the dog that caught the car what do we do with it well did you um i mean uh, it almost sounds like uh, uh be careful what you wish for um right but uh, it's got to be exciting as well. First off, tell us where it is and what's the status of the campground right now? Um, the, stat the status of the campground now, it was open in 1970 as Thunder Canyon Campground. Um, it closed down about 12 years ago. Now, we didn't know that. We had thought the campground had closed down a few years earlier. Um, but in, within our due diligence, we started to find out the real facts about the campground. Uh, the campground sits in Eider, Alabama, um, which is in the north. Uh, west corner of Alabama, really close to the Georgia line, the Tennessee lines, really close to a lot of major attractions. And just a beautiful, beautiful yeah, area. just a beautiful, beautiful area. And it's heavily wooded. It does have some open fields, and it's got this absolutely magical 
uh, canyon mm-hmm. of these creeks. There's two creeks that run on the property, and they come into a tributary, um, and it's just gorgeous. There's boulders the size of, you know, 8, 10, 12,000 square foot houses wow. Yeah, wow. all over the place. And, and the canyon drops down from where the campground sits. Right now, there's only about 30 sites in the campground that has full hookups. Um, uh, a mixture of full hookups, tent sites, and, you know, electric, just 20 amp, 30 amp, 50 amp. Mm-hmm. But below that area, uh, is a, it's about a hundred foot drop down into the canyon and the paths down there are just, they're magical. Mm-hmm. And when we first got to the property, we were blown away by the beauty. And, um, we were actually surprised that the local government or the state government didn't grab this place as an, as a park, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, and. And everybody who has visited us here, because we've had hundreds because of the videos we do, we've had hundreds of people just show up. Yeah, which has been a little problematic. It's been problematic, <laughs> yeah. It's been very difficult to do everything we need to do. But, you know, um, they the people that come to see us have that same kind of that that that, that drive, you know, just to want to help. Yeah. And and yeah. so we love them all. We love them all. But they they kind of once they get down in that canyon, they feel the same way if they've ever seen anything so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so we feel now we're on a mission and um, it, the excitement is kind of gone. And now the reality the the rubber's hitting the road of how much work there is to do to get the doors open. Mm-hmm. Well, OK, so um, let's make sure we understand what what are you calling it? Thunder Canyon. Okay, so you kept the name. Yeah, we had to honor the name. Okay. But we are adding Camp Gratitude in parentheses. <laughs> <laughs> it it remains to be seen, though, right? <laughs> well, it depends on the day. <laughs> yeah, I bet. You know, I, I I can't wait to parse that that out a little bit. I've been, you know, I, I used to consult in the in the in worlds like that, and. Uh, and everyone is different, uh, and everyone turns out uh, unlike you expected it to turn out. Uh, but first, a quick reminder, you're listening to the RVTravel.com podcast. I'm Scott Linden, the host. Very curious today about the RV odd couple, John and Mercedes, and we're going to touch on the odd part of that later as well. I can't wait. <laughs> but uh, this campground... Uh, it, you have so many followers, uh, whether it's YouTube or your blog or anything else. Um, are, what is their general take on all of this? And when they show up to say hello or to pitch in or to camp for the night or whatever, you know, what are they? What are they taking away from all of that? Well, I think they they always say the same thing. They're like, I don't know how you guys do it. You guys must be exhausted. And uh, they they also say, I, I know this is crazy that I'm here, but I was just called here. I had to show up. I'm so sorry. I just I just had to come. I love it. Yeah, we had we had one guy named Jack who, when we did the first video and we announced that our offer was accepted, we had hundreds of people come to the campground. Some people with checkbooks <laughs> to the owner's place, right, willing to write a check once we exposed the campground was available. But we also had our followers come here, and this one guy named Jack actually uh showed up at the campgrounds and he camped here for two nights <laughs> we got we got a phone call from a real estate agent panicking saying we just got a call from the buyers or the seller's agent saying there's somebody from the rv Oz squad camping in the park 
And we called Jack to find out what was going on. And long story short, he's a really nice guy. He's He felt that calling that we feel felt about this park. And we made him head of security. So then, <laughs> From trespasser to head of security. And then he kind of locked the gates and held the place down until we arrived. Because we raced across the country from Colorado in five days to get here to do our due diligence. Yeah. Wow. So so since then, uh, and if I wanted to book a night or two, can I do that right now? Well, that's, no. <laughs> right now what we're doing is we're only opening it up um, to pre pre book sites for the RV Odd Squad right now because it is going to take us some time. The reality is is that we cannot bring this place to its entire you know full glory potential. full potential quickly. So we're doing it in phases, and the yeah, first phase yeah. is just the campground yeah. portion. Yeah. And so um, we do hope to have that opened up soon, but we do have some RV Odd Squad members that will be staying in as soon as, like, August. Yeah, nice. before it's open to the public, it's going to go to our members, our RV Odd Squad members, which is close to 21,000 right now who we have personal contact with. We just ran a campaign on our last video a drive um, to build a membership within this park. And we picked up, um, it was uh, awesome. It was 1200 new signups. Wow. Um, and people that really want to be involved, that really want to participate, that really want to help yeah. us reach that vision, the full vision. And right now there's so many parks that are booked solid. And so for <laughs> us, this isn't just our park. This is the RV Odd Squad's park. Because, our park. Yeah, it's all, all of our. us. We all got it, and um, we're all going to benefit from it. So before it's open to the public, we will be bringing in RV Odd Squad members to take up the first few sites as we start, as we expand. Mm -hmm. All right, so everybody who wants to be a part of that Odd Squad, and I don't think you need to be really odd to join up. Uh, how are they going <laughs> to get, uh, what are the best ways for them to talk to you and to learn more about all of the aspects? Uh, how, do, how, how do they attach a tentacle to the rv odd couple <laughs> just simply go to rv squad.com backslash join j-o-n and j-o-i-n <laughs> it's been a long summer hasn't it <laughs> and in there we've um when we started our youtube channel we 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 told we promised our people that we would never um, we, no, would, we would always we would never sell out. We would always tell the truth. We would even always, if we looked bad. even if we were embarrassed, and we also told them we would never do sponsorships. We would never do a Patreon. Yeah. And so we we always have a free membership for those who can't support us and monetarily. But we, we now we've had two additional memberships where they can support us, the vision, and the campground. And they I can pre 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 rent a site if they want. Yes, to we're, those ones. yeah, we're letting the RV Odd Squad book to, up to two weeks within the you know within the first couple of years. Nice. Yeah. Well, I I wish you the best on that aspect of your lives. I know it's a big. I mean, it is a massive. Uh, I would <laughs> say maybe it's the biggest decision you've ever uh concluded if if you will mm -hmm. in your life yeah. so am i am i safe on that you're, you are you I are mean, dead on man bullseye well aside from like getting married and <laughs> yeah. having kids there you I go think those yeah. are the only comparable decisions to this <laughs> yeah and sometimes you wonder about all of those i'm sure uh, yes <laughs> well well good luck on that and in, in spectacular adventure and uh can't wait to follow it all the way through it's got me thinking about a place i know already that needs the same treatment and the same tlc so uh yeah maybe down the road somebody will call me on that one you know <laughs> john mercedes uh, you you 
bill yourselves as the RV odd couple, but we've talked for, Oh, about nine minutes so far. And that, frankly, I don't think you're so odd at all. What, how do you look, how do you earn a moniker like that? Well, we are complete opposites. I In mean, every facet. He's, I'm an early riser. He's a night owl. Um, he is fast paced, quick. I am slow and steady wins the race. You know, we just, we couldn't be more diametrically opposed yeah. that the fact that we're not just married, but that we live in a 300 square foot RV, it's a miracle. But I, you're hitting a point like odd couples, I think are the norm. I think people can relate that opposites really do attract. And where I am weak, Mercedes is strong. Exactly. And where she is weak, you know, I am strong. So we really, really, we're a great team together. Mm -hmm. um, and everything that we've done since we started was to try to help as many people not make the mistakes that we made. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. what differentiated us, too, because you watch a lot of YouTube on RVing, and it's all about the dream. Rainbows and butterflies. It's wonderful. Right. <laughs> yeah. The free yeah. road. And, and ours is more real like it's like we were because when we decided to make the jump into full-time RVing we were encountering problems that we didn't see anyone else talking about right. and we're like why why weren't we warned about this and so our channel was really created to like if you if you had a loved one that was going to full-time RV what would you tell them to really prepare them right. what the good the bad and the ugly yeah. you would you would give it to them as straight as, as, as you, you could. possibly can. Yeah. And that's why the RV odd squad loves us so much. That's mostly why they tell us they're attracted to us is our realness, our, um, uh, our ability to really tell the truth, even when it's embarrassing or we look bad or we look bad and we're not afraid to look bad. Um, and we, one of the things that also differentiates us is we do it real time. Yeah. So the videos we make typically are made the night before we release them. So, like you know, right where we are. You know, there's a lot to be said for that. Uh, the, 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 my day job is in television. And uh, and so I know exactly what you mean, that urgency and the, and the energy that surrounds it, it. It's very motivating, isn't it? It sure is. It is. It sure is. It definitely is. Well, t t just because it, it is so popular and you your videos are so informative and, and kudos to you for being great teachers uh, i'm a former teacher as well and i see that and i feel it in mm -hmm. you and some of the other folks we've had on the podcast recently but tell us a little bit how the whole video thing works for you you give us just a kind of a peek on the other side of the camera and how it how it works from start to finish oh my goodness okay so this it's is a lot like... more work than you ever imagined it would be and not i don't think one video has gone by where we haven't had a, a disagreement a, we a fight in every video video we create it's so true <laughs> and it drives me crazy because i'll take all this time to like have an outline like you know bullet points of like i want to talk about this and i want to talk about this and i put it in this beautiful order like all chronologically and sequentially and then we turn on the camera and he just like I can't do that. I'm not an actor. I can't act. It's I can't follow acting. a script. It's being organized. <laughs> There's no acting. It's following a sequential order right. and he's just like, "Here I am." Ugh. Here's you know, and it's like it, it's so funny though because like we'll talk about 10 10 things to 10 embarrassing things about Arvine. And he'll be talking about the third one when we're still on the first one. I'm like, no, honey, right. that one's coming later. Right. I, we just do things differently. But uh, I, when we started into this, Scott, it would take us 80 hours to create one video. Mm -hmm. I had no experience mm -hmm. in editing and shooting and lighting. And 
in any of that. And we're still, we still have a lot of room to improve, but um, <laughs> yeah. about a year into the traveling, we found out that our daughter had, was diagnosed with autism and that changed the game for us. And this was about the same time that COVID was going on and we got hung up in one place while we got her treatment at Johns Hopkins medical uh, children's uh, uh, hospital. Sure. And that was nine months of four therapy sessions per week. Um, and uh, she's a miracle. She's very high on the spectrum, yeah. but it forced us to give her more attention and give the, 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 the channel less attention. And it was actually, we feel it was a good thing because now we can knock out a video in about eight to 12 hours. Mm -hmm. um, we don't have time that we you know used to have to create a video. Um, and we just start the camera rolling and we don't stop it. We just share where we're at, what we're feeling, what yeah. we're experiencing. Um, and, and we, you know, um, and most of the time we're just standing in front of the camera uh, in, in our living room, in our living room or outside <laughs> with a nice background. And for some reason, people are just attracted to it. It's just, yeah, it's not very cinematic. I mean, we are horrible video editors, you know, we're definitely not talented as far as that goes, but I think the realness of it and the stories that we go through, we just, we share stories and people can relate to the stories. Yeah, and the most important piece of this is one of the things that we did when, before we shot our very first video is we prayed for guidance and direction and that we try to help as many people as we can by telling them the truth yeah. about the, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Mm -hmm. um, and, and a lot of people are attracted to that because not many were doing that. Yeah. And so uh, we get accused a lot of just doing negative videos, but it's not true. We actually have done very few negative videos. It's just the negative videos get all the attention. Nobody watches us when things are going good. <laughs> well, it's you, you know, that, that, I mean, that is, uh, why do we go to a NASCAR race? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I understand completely. Hey, you're listening to the RVTravel.com podcast. I'm Scott Linden, the host. Uh, John and Mercedes are the RV odd couple. As you know, they're not... <clears throat> They're not all that odd, but they uh, they are doing a great job being, well, I guess I'll call it our um, uh, the angel on one shoulder and the devil on the other, and, uh, <laughs> and, and and balancing everything, including video production, and and it's it's fun. We could go down that rabbit hole, but we will not. I promise you, because. Uh, <laughs> Uh, because I really want to talk with you about the the most important parts of this whole lifestyle. What what prompted you to uh, to 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 get an RV and do what you've done, which is travel the country as a family. We it was actually the possibility of divorce. Ah. Yeah. Not what you're expecting. Catapulted <laughs> us into this. We had sold our company in Colorado. Um, a very successful remodeling company as contractor most of my life. And um, we sold that to a, a Marine who had been with us for te uh, 10 years. Mm -hmm. And we, we moved down to Florida to what I thought was going to be our happily ever after into a beautiful home that mm -hmm. was right on the water in Lemon Bay. And we had the boat lift in the backyard. We dropped the boat and we'd be out and seeing dolphin and beautiful green and blue waters. The problem is, is that the outside looked great, but mm -hmm. the inside Mercedes and I were falling apart. I yep. remodeled the house, didn't have a lot to do. I started drinking a little too much. Five o'clock started coming a little too early, didn't have much to do. And Mercedes and I lived in different parts of the house. So after creating that beautiful home, Mercedes didn't want to do it anymore. And she filed for divorce. Well, mm. and it was, it was, I everything looked so good on the outside. I even had Easter decorations outside. So if you drove by our house, you would have thought we were so put together. 
Um, but what ended up happening is, you know, at the closing table, because we, it, it was, I mean, it wasn't horrible in the sense that we hated each other. It was just, this isn't going to work out. You know, this is not, this is not happening. So at the closing table, um, you know, as John was watching everything that he had worked so hard to build, kind of sign away kind of thing. Selling everything yeah. and yeah. splitting the checking account. He wow. had a moment of clarity and he came to me and he's like, you know, let's, let's give this marriage one more, one more shot. And we, um, let's buy an RV. Let's... Well, no, you didn't say that immediately. Cause I'm not that crazy. I would not have gone <laughs> into an RV with you that fresh off of the heartache. I started getting her to watch RV YouTube Uh he'd like keep it on on the tv and then he'd say hey honey check this out but he was very subtle about it so much so that i thought it was my idea (laughs) (laughs) that's the key right there that's the trick key scott okay uh, let's go let's let's go rewind the last 20 seconds okay i get it no i i I absolutely (laughs) do and and i'm glad for you both that's spectacular you know in all your travels um has there been any particular destination or experience that that just that you wish everybody might have? It yeah. would. We would probably answer the same way. It would be Yosemite National Park. We Amazing. were six months into the RV lifestyle. Uh, Mercedes and I were on a on a honeymoon. We, our, we were reborn. Yeah, we yeah, were, yeah. We were in love. We were a team. Or it was us up against the world. That YouTube was doing. YouTube channel was doing great. And we checked into um, a, a campground, and a small family of birds built a nest on the back of our rig. We were supposed to be there two weeks. Yeah, we learned something really important. In this Don't adventure. let birds build nests <laughs> in the back. One laid an egg. Um, the government came in and said, you can't move until those eggs hatch, yeah. or oh, it's a $20,000 fine in six months in jail. We ended up spending the spring in Yosemite, which was the greatest blessing that we could have ever had. Yeah, it's just so beautiful. I think California in general is beautiful but kooky at the same time <laughs> well, I, I grew up there and uh yes <laughs> it does have some redeeming factors and and that's one of them except for that government part that's just bizarre and yeah i i anyway well i'm glad yeah. to hear it and yosemite you know it's like the b-list celebrity of the national parks because yellowstone gets it all I mean, they're yeah. they're on everybody's list, but Yosemite really does. I mean, there are at least two sides to Yosemite. I'm thinking right now, tomorrow, mm-hmm. tomorrow I'll be drinking beer with a good buddy of mine from music school, and we fish the far side of Yosemite every couple of years. Nobody goes over there. Mm-hmm. They all go to the usual suspects. So, yeah. uh, because yeah. we were there so long, Scott, we really got to see all of it. Yeah. We got to see it change, too. The same area never looks the same twice. We got there. We had It was beautiful. Then we had a two-foot-of-snow snowstorm, and by the time we left, the birds had all hatched and flown away. It was 90 degrees, and we were just back on our journey again. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Well, yep. good, good for you in so many ways. Um, I did promise and you did promise to uh, answer this last final kind of set of questions. Uh, I was attracted first to your YouTube channel by uh, a video that's a little a little long in the tooth now. I think it was several months back. Uh, some of the embarrassing stuff you did. <laughs> and I mean, uh, maybe that's why you're odd. Um, but <laughs> 
but um, in the interest of, t of teaching all of us and helping all of us maybe not do those things or maybe maintain a stiff upper lip if we do those things in, in the view of our neighbors next to us, what, what are some of those things? Okay, so, you know, it figures out of all the videos that we do, that the one where we admit to the world that we don't shower every day, <laughs> that's the one that goes viral. And, you know, we talked about things that nobody talks about. Like, you know, sometimes when you close the window blinds, they, they're not really closed and you walk out of the shower and, you know, the neighbors, you can see them out the window. And, ah, yes. And it was, we talked about just, you know, when, when you're parking, your RV, the, the truth is that everyone around just kind of stops what they're doing and watches. Yeah. Yes. You know, and we just talked about these little nuances that, that nobody else talks about. Yeah. And, and we didn't look good talking about that either, but, but people <laughs> really, really enjoyed that video. They appreciate, they appreciate the honesty, the yeah. vulnerability. Yeah. You know, um, and it's funny at this point, every video we do is kind of the same. Now we just share our experience of all of it. Um, some of them are, we think more good than bad, but again, our focus is to help as many RVers as we can not to make the mistakes we made. Well, and it's always the videos where afterwards we feel vulnerable, we feel embarrassed, we look at ourselves. The ones we're, we're terrified like, to We're post. like, what are we doing? Mm -hmm. This is the dumbest mm -hmm. thing we've ever done. And those are the ones that people get excited about, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's, and, and then the ones where we try to get all these cool nature shots and, and tie it to, to music people are not as interested in, in that kind of and I get it because the ones where we're sitting on the couch they say we feel like we're in the living room with you oh, wow and you know just just to tie in that question on my um from my side I hated that video I did not want to do oh, that video I know he's like this is the dumbest I, video I thought no that video gonna was gonna it. tank <laughs> and two days later it was at over a hundred thousand views and I was you know well it is what it is I guess is nothing that they don't know about us at this point. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's funny. Is uh, you know, this is we're we're at about episode nineteen of of the RVTravel.com podcast, and uh, every day I'm learning more and more about what people want out of all of these types of information uh, channels, if you will. And and you're right. It it is you you want to be personal. You want to be helpful. And uh, and you do a great job of it. John and Mercedes, they're the RV odd couple. They're here on the RVTravel.com podcast. I'm the host, Scott Linden. And with that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn you back to actually trying to get that campground up and running so that we can all come and visit you. Give us again um, maybe the best way to learn more about that campground out there. Well, you can continue follow. to watch our videos. Yeah. We'll be shooting from the campground over the next few months. We'll be sharing our progress. I think what most people want from a YouTube channel today in the RV space is authenticity. I think yeah. people in this country yeah. are starving for authentic. And um, and I, we think that's why we've had as much success as we are, we, we've had. And you can follow us on RV Odd Couple on YouTube, all the, all the socials, RV Odd Couple rvodcouple.com there you go good luck to you both hope to visit you someday whether it's there or somewhere along the road i appreciate your time thanks so much for being a part of the rv travel podcast thanks so much scott we appreciate you taking the time to talk with us
don't you go away. We've got a lot more, including the governor of Colorado talking about his welcome mat being out for all you RV travelers. It's all coming up on the RVTravel.com podcast. First, write this down, softstartrv.com slash stay cool. This is the time of year when it really comes, uh, well, the chickens come home to roost and they're really hot. So cool them down and cool everybody else in your RV down. Save 30 bucks, pay just $2.99 for the Soft Start RV. It's a little box. You just splice it into your air conditioner, and all of a sudden you can run that air conditioner on all sorts of, well, less than adequate power supplies. That might be the best way to describe it. You can run it off a wimpy generator. You can run it off shore power from your backyard or something like that. It's all available at softstartrv.com slash Cool. Learn all about the easy way to get your air conditioner started without the clunking, the noise, the fact that you might blow out every other circuit in your rig. Risk-free 90-day money-back guarantee. Free shipping in the U.S. and Canada. And these guys will walk you through it on the phone if you need help. So if you're a music major or a philosophy major and you're trying to install something electrical, these guys are going to help you with it. It's all at softstartrv.com slash stay cool. You know, it's always nice to hear about a state that says, welcome to RV travelers. When I got wind of some of the things going on in Colorado, I thought that was worth talking about. And who better to do it than the governor? Well, Governor Polis, thank you for joining us here at the RV Travel Podcast. Uh, you know, when I first reached out to your organization, I was intrigued by the fact that, hey, one cost at least for tourists and RVers might actually go down for a change. I mean, in a lot of ways, you're probably getting feedback that's uh, a little bit interesting because you dropped the price of some parts of some types of parks passes over there. You want to explain that to me? Sure. Well, uh, we are always thrilled to welcome everybody to the great state of Colorado. And uh, Scott, it's great to be with you on your show. Um, the, the the priority, obviously, and as you know, I, I'm sure uh, this would be a priority for the governor of any state. So for my state and our state, it's obviously saving Coloradans money. So a lot of the savings are for in-state sure. uh, park users. It's not going to get any more expensive for people visiting from other states, but they're not always going to be recognized as savings. But if you live in Colorado, uh, the annual park pass currently costs $80 a year. That's the annual uh, fee for unlimited visitation. There's additional you know, parking fees and, and, and some other fees. Attempts. We are reducing that in 2023 to under $30. We're hoping it'll be 25, 29 bucks. So we're, we're hoping to save, uh, you know, people 50 bucks a year on their annual park pass at Colorado Parks and Wildlife, which are 42 state parks, 34 of them have RV parking. And through our state uh, system, we have 3,784 spots for RVs. And I'm glad to say, and this is important for out of state visitors as well, we're using some of the federal stimulus money to expand camping and RV spots in our state parks. So you're going to see that total number of spots go up over the next couple of years uh, with some added each year. 
Well, that is, that is, you're really hitting the nail on the head for RV travelers in particular with that one. And congratulations. And thank you for spending money in a way that might benefit the RV travel community as well. I'm a little intrigued because I've been in the business before. What is the, what what was the primary motivator for dropping the price for in-state campers on that parks pass? Well, you know, we're really excited about this. We call it the Keep Colorado Wild Pass. And a lot of my priorities in Colorado are about uh, saving people money, whether it's uh, reducing their taxes, saving the money on daycare. We added preschool and full-day kindergarten for free for residents. Because Colorado, as all all visitors to our state know, is an amazing place, and our residents already know that. But one of the challenges, like in a lot of places, is just keeping up with the cost of living. So, uh, we're we're doing everything we can just to save people money, reducing fees, reducing costs. Uh, the pass is you know fully optional. People will be able to opt in to the you know thirty dollar pass when they register their vehicle uh, instead of having to go to a separate website and log on and and buy it for eighty bucks or making it more convenient. Because we you know one thing one thing Coloradans love and one reason people come here from other states is the great outdoors and we just have vast great outdoor areas. 42 of them are part of our state park system, and we have great national parks as well. Are you, um, uh, well, Colorado tourism has grown at uh, double the national rate, uh, pandemic or no, spending is up, especially in your state, uh, number of visitors is, uh, you know, flat relative to uh, peak years, for example, but but they seem to be spending more money when they come to Colorado. Is there some particular reason for that? Well, you know, um, we we have really have amazing outdoor areas, and that's one of our biggest assets here. There, some of them are U.S. Forest Service, and you might think of the world-class ski resorts, you know, Vail, Aspen, uh, Breckenridge Winter Park. They also have great summer recreation at those same uh, sites, but we have a lot of off the beaten path opportunities too. Whether it's our uh, new kind of emerging uh, uh, river sports uh, uh, recreation in Salida, whether it's our state park system, we've had a state park system uh, since 1960, and we're now up. To, we just added our 42nd state park last year, Fisher's Peak in southern Colorado and Trinidad, which is beautiful, iconic, right on the New Mexico border. And uh, we're going to be adding another uh, park or two in, in the uh, months ahead. So in addition to new, more RV spots, more campsites, we're going to be adding additional recreational opportunities with the improvements that people want, right? Because, I mean, there's a certain group of folks that are willing to kind of go on long dirt roads, no improvements, nothing there. But there's a lot more folks that want to have the basics ready. And so that's kind of what we're trying to do. You know, if it's a lake, we want to have a boat dock, for instance, so people can enjoy it with their, with their boats. I, you know, I I don't know that you need to, and I'm asking this only because you seem to be so clued into the needs of visitors in general, but is there a way to make some of those things uh, specifically RV-friendly? Is there any effort in that world? Does anybody talk about that in meetings? What's, what's the story on that? Yeah, so, you know, we have 18 million people visit our Colorado State Park system, and, and, and that's, you know, hiking, biking, camping, skiing, mm-hmm. snowmobiling, and yes, RVing too, right? So we have those 3,700, uh, you know, our RVs, RV uh, spots, and we're going to add more. And that's just on the state park side. There's additional ones that are private, um, other kinds of owners. So there's lots of different uses. And one of those that we value are RVs, both from our in-state residents uh, visiting our state as well as folks from out of state. 
We obviously love it uh, when folks uh, come in and hopefully also spend money on our beautiful local main streets and stores and uh, local restaurants in addition to enjoying our amazing outdoor areas. One of the terms that gets bandied about, and uh, particularly in Colorado lately, was um, uh, the same ex- experience we're having in, in my home state of Oregon, and that is what what some will call over tourism. Um, whether it's uh, crowded roads or uh, can't get a reservation at a campground or all those things, Colorado seems to be uh, on the cutting edge of trying to deal with that in ways that work for everybody. Can you outline some of the things you're doing to kind of strike a balance there? Yeah, that's really a big a big part of what we're doing with this Keep Colorado Wild Pass and the one-time stimulus investments. Uh, we are, you know, we, we, we're a big state. Oregon's a big state too. Lots of great opportunities simply need the access, the roads. So let's spread out some of that love rather than loving some of our areas to death, adding new state parks, adding new recreation areas, uh, just spread out that, that traffic a little bit. So it's a better visitor experience in the vast great outdoors. It's also more sustainable, better for the environment to do it uh, in a way that's, that's spread out a little bit more. And we also benefit economically from that. So parts of our state like Trinidad and Los Angeles County and Southern Colorado will benefit from the beautiful and iconic Fishers Peak State Park um, and the town will benefit as well as the residents. Is there anything you can do on the more practical side? Uh, I know that Colorado has an extremely low gas tax, for example, relative to most of the other states, and even registration and, and fees associated with motor vehicle aspects of an RV traveler. They seem to be very favorable. Is, it, is that a strategy? Yeah, well, we like that, for certainly for our own residents. Uh, we, we have a lower gas tax than I think six of our seven neighboring states and we're proud of that um you know we have uh, we're just we just cut our vehicle registration fees by eleven dollars for residents of colorado so we're excited about that um you know we like to be competitive in all these counts and and it's mostly for for our own residents to save them money but we, we understand that savvy consumers shop around when they travel and you know we'd love to love to compete on cost with other destinations too. I mean, we're not going to be the cheapest place to go, but we certainly don't want to be the most expensive either. I mean, we want to really show that we have that great value for visitors from across the country. Okay. I'm going to turn you loose right after the most important question of all. And that is when, when governor Jared Polis isn't governor governing, governing, what is he doing outdoors? Well, I live in a beautiful town, Boulder, and yeah. so uh, most of the most of the outdoor areas I enjoy are actually Boulder County open space. Uh, and Boulder County, as well as the city of Boulder, have had really strong open space programs since the early 1970s. They really pioneered some of the voter-approved open space uh, acquisition mechanisms, uh, and really have some some great um, easy to access visitation areas. We have a nine-year-old and a six-year-old, so for us, it's not about crazy outdoor adventures anymore, right? You know, did some of that when I was younger, but uh, it's about you know family hikes and uh, kind of fun stuff with the with the kids. If you had to deliver a final message to RV travelers throughout the country, and we have a lot of them listening, what would you want to tell them about Colorado? Well, one of the one of the state parks that, by the way, I live near is El Dorado State Canyon Park. So that's one that I've, I've been to probably uh, two or three times in the last few years. Um, I, I think folks should know that Colorado has some of the most amazing uh, outdoor areas. Uh, we also have great uh, RV opportunities, great camping opportunities. Uh, we're expanding. It's only going to get better over the, the next few years with this Keep Colorado Wild Pass. And really, of course, our focus uh, is 
you know, uh, reducing the cost for residents, but at the same time, we actually expand capacity, and that allows for more folks from out of state to really enjoy what Colorado has to offer. And uh, people can find out more at cpw.co, I'm sorry, cpw.state.co.us, that's our state park system, CPW, which stands for Colorado Parks and Wildlife, cpw.state.co.us. And by the way, we have great wildlife, everything from, you know, bears to elk to deer, you name it, uh, great wildlife spotting opportunities, too. There you have it. Governor Jared Polis from Colorado, one of my favorite states. Can't wait to be back there next fall. Looking forward to it. In the meanwhile, thank you so much for being a part of the RV Travel Podcast. Thanks, Scott. We hope to see you in Colorado soon. You will. Well, we still got more to come, including some recalls that might be of interest to some of you. If you own a Wayfarer, then you'll want to stick around right after this message from the teardropshop.com. If you have any kind of little trailer, whether it's a tab, an RPOD, the little guy, any of those teardrop type trailers, you'll take a look at teardropshop.com and find something there of interest to you. They have a wide range of gear, accessories of all sorts from parts and solar power to sewer and water hookups, apparel and gifts. So if you want to be loud and proud about your teardrop, that probably have something that you can drink out of, wear or give to somebody or slap on the back. It's all at the teardropshop.com. Sign up for their newsletter. You'll get a discount code good for 10% off. They also offer a military discount. It's all at the teardropshop.com. And speaking of free, I was speaking of free, wasn't I? Go to rvtravel.com slash who makes what. Pick up that 70 plus page free directory of all the brands and makers of trailers in the United States. So if you no trailers, not RVs of all sorts, I'm kind of trailer centric right now, but hopefully I will be class B centric again real soon too. But anyhow, free electronic directory of all the RV brands and who makes them. If you need that information, it's all right there. RVtravel.com slash who makes what. I promised you more news, you Wayfarer owners. Avoid the biggest risk most of us face most of the time, and that is tire failure. Yeah, there's a recall on certain 2017 through 2021 Wayfarer RVs. Over 1,800 of you have a problem with your valve stem extender may rub against the wheel liner. Just think about that for a moment and realize how risky that might be. Yeah, be safe out there. Check with your dealer, check with Wayfarer. If you own one of those 2017 to 21 Wayfarer RVs. Trying to keep you up to date on all that sort of stuff. We'll be doing that on a regular basis. So tune in whenever you can. And you know, of course, with a podcast, you can listen to any or all of it. And you can also dig deep into our archives anytime. Just go to your favorite podcast supplier and just scroll down. Find one you like, whether it's that Matthew McConaughey interview I did a few weeks ago or something on a particular topic that was done, oh, even 
months ago for that matter. So sure would appreciate that if you would uh, tell a friend as well. That's how we grow here is you tell one friend to listen to the rvtravel.com podcast. You just search for it that way on your podcast supplier, RV Travel Podcast. That's all it is, RV Travel Podcast. Well, another interesting and I hope uh, edifying rvtravel.com podcast right here. Thank you for listening. Thanks to Governor Polis of Colorado. Thank you to John and Mercedes, the RV odd couple. And then uh, if you listen to the introduction, thank you to all the firefighters who kept that blaze away from my place. Leave you with this one. You might be an RVer if you can drive better in reverse than most people drive forward. I'm Scott Linden, your host. Thanks for listening to the RVTravel.com podcast. I will see you down the road.